What a morning it is. What a beautiful morning it is in the neighborhood. It's a very difficult and trying weekend in so many, many ways. And we do covet your prayers. We've got some really serious situations going on within our congregation. Uh, this week on Tuesday, Nikki Fletcher passed away. And then Doris Helton, who always creates our beautiful flowering cross, um, passed away and uh, she was discovered deceased night before last and uh, so we pray for them and also for Waylon who is in ICU and as we speak um, th uh, they're getting ready to discontinue all the life support and so uh, we want you to remember all of these three persons have been uh, longtime members since the day we began ministry here at Shades of Grace so it's it's been a you know, if one of those, it would be hard, but with two and now three, uh, it's difficult. Yes, Steve. Oh, oh, you're waving at Malika. Hi, Malika. Good to see you. So remember all of these special requests. They are so many, and hearts are burdened and uh, just, just a whole lot happening. So if anything happens here today, it's going to be the Holy Spirit who makes it happen, all right? And it should be that way every time we come to the house of worship, right? All right, give the Lord praise, amen. Uh, we celebrate last weekend, last Saturday here at Shades of Grace, we baptized three persons by profession of faith and four persons remembered their baptism. What a celebration that was. And we have another congratulations it says, YouTube congratulates Christopher Bruner for being our 100th YouTube subscriber to Shades of Grace. Christopher, will you come up and receive your certificate? You weren't expecting that, were you? All right. Okay. All right. Uh, we've been working a long time toward getting that 100 number on the YouTube and we want you all to subscribe to YouTube to our channel and once we reach 200 we're gonna do something a little bit nicer but you won't qualify Chris you've already got yours right but anyway that's a blessing so that's a celebration today and Miss D isn't with us today she um, as you know a couple of weeks ago uh, she had COVID she was back with us last week but she does have bronchitis and so she has sent her trusty sidekick, Tamara. Tamara, we haven't seen you for a while. She says, I know. 
but it's good to see you. And I want to say thank you to Miss D for always making sure there's an ASL interpreter here if she is not. So thank you. God bless you. Okay, and Landon, how are you today? Good. I haven't had a chance to speak to you yet. Okay, so it's good to see you. Let's do that chorus one more time, How Great Thou Art, and then we'll have prayer, okay? Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior. one more time for being the great and loving God we serve and love. We have Officer Leonard with us today, so will you make him feel welcome? We always have a KPD officer with us in every uh, service like this, so uh, get a chance to know your different police officers in the community, and being at Shades of Grace is a good time to do that. But uh, Thank you again for being with us. It's not his first time, but it could be your first time of meeting him. Feel free if you'd like to put your mask on. You're more than welcome to do that. Um, you do at your own convenience, but we do have some over there if you didn't bring one and would like to have one. We have so many other requests than those that I mentioned a few moments ago. About a year ago, we did a funeral service for a little baby. You might remember that. Uh, the father's name was Charles Casey, and at the moment, I cannot remember her name. Jimmy, do you remember? We've forgotten that. We were looking that up. But he called me a couple of nights ago. He's 25 years old, and he said, Pastor Will, I'm so very, very sick. I just don't know if I'm going to live. And he doesn't know what is going on, but he's, he said, please, please, I'm asking you to pray for me. And I haven't had any further contact because he said he's too sick to even hold a phone up. But he's 25 years old and needs our prayers today. And we have uh, Reverend John Hackney and Peggy. Many of you know them. They've worshiped with us many, many times. Both of them have COVID at this time and are very sick. Julie Ware is dealing with COVID and she is overcoming it at this time. So please remember them when you pray. And uh, so many other requests, I can't name them all. I absolutely cannot name them. So God knows, and I want you to just name those needs in your heart today as we prepare our hearts to pray. I'm going to ask Steve, our lay leader, to come and to lead us in prayer at this time. And then we're going to turn the music portion of the worship over to Landon and our special guest for today. And I want us to be sure and make them all welcome. Tamara, I'm going to step over here. Let us pray. Lord, Father God, we thank you again for this time, Lord. We are here to honor, to praise, to worship you, Lord. 
Uh, you know every request that's on every heart. You know every hair on every head. Lord, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are all things good, Father. We love you, we honor you, and bless each request. Amen. Good morning, church. It's good to be here. Let me get a couple of things out of the way. First of all, this is Mark, and I'm Betty. <laughs> and so our last name is Tyne, T-Y-N-E, and we are so happy to be here. We have CDs. We do not charge for our CDs. This is a ministry. We want, we want Jesus in everyone's house. And so please feel free. I've set them up here in the front after the service. Please feel free to come by and get one per household. And I hope that you get a blessing from it. All of you know this song, and so I hope that you will sing right along with us. Yeah, let him get me on the right page and get a pick out here. I love the Lord with all my heart. I've been saved since I was 26 years old. That's a long time. I'm getting old. And that's a long time. But the more you know him, the more you love him. Amen. Amen. Is your name written down in the Lamb's Book of Life? If it's not, today is the day for salvation.
I know my name's in that roll, and I hope yours is too. Yeah, that's what the Lord told us. He said, if your name's found written down, you're getting in. But if it's not found written down, you're not getting in. But that's the words of the Lord. And we'll sing some more words of the Lord right here. Uh, this is an old song from the 70s, if some of you young folks remember.
You know, having a relationship with the Lord, it's what it's all about. You ask the Lord into your heart, and he will save you. You're on your way to heaven. As you grow in the knowledge and love of the Lord, you begin a relationship with him. I know, I know when things come from the Lord. I know when he protects me. If I was sitting across from the table, the kitchen table from Jesus, this is the song that I would sing to him. This is my love song to my Lord. that I am a 
separate us from the love of God. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. With my life laid down, I surrender now. I give you everything. Nothing can separate us from the love of God and all my life you have been faithful and all my life you have been so so good with every breath that I for having us today. We appreciate being here. When Simon Peter walked abreast, putting his faith unto the test, he said, Master, will thou bid me come unto thee? Jesus said, Come, so Peter went. And when the faith he had was spent, Peter sank low, but Jesus had waves roll under his feet. Under his feet, under his feet. There's not a problem that you'll face, he cannot meet. Whenever you've waited out too far, in waters too deep remember when waves are over your head they're under his feet often we faint in trials sore can't face our problems anymore forgetting wherever we may go he's been there before we should look up and praise the Lord. He walks the water and the shores. The heavenly breeze and the thunder and seas are under his feet. Under his feet. Under his feet. There's not a problem that you'll face. He cannot meet. Whenever you waited out too far in waters too deep. Remember when waves are over your head, they're under his feet. Under his feet. Under his feet. There's not a problem that you'll face. He cannot
thank Betty and Mark. And we met Betty a couple of months ago when she and some other members of the Kingsport Christian Women's Club came by to uh, talk to us. And they have begun supporting us with meals and ministry. And we thank you so very much for what you do. And then she blessed us today with the ministry of music. So again, thank you all so much for being with us. And uh, hope you'll get a chance to get to know one another. How many of you are glad to be in worship today? I put both hands up. I'm, uh, it's, it's good because um, as Landon's song said, sometimes the waves of the world overwhelm and this has been one of those weeks that's happened not only for me but for a lot of our congregation. But the important thing is um, you, you ever heard it said we're all in the same boat? You ever heard that? Well, let me rephrase that. We may not all be in the same boat, but we're definitely all going through the same storms of life. The rain falls upon the just and the unjust. But we're going to read some scriptures today from Matthew chapter 14. We've been reading from the Gospels now for a number of weeks. We are now in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 14. Immediately, he made the disciples get into a boat and go ahead to the other side while he, that's speaking of Jesus, dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was there by himself alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, and the wind was against them. It doesn't sound like a good place to be, does it? And yet early in the morning, Jesus came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him on the sea, they were terrified, and they said, It's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, Come. Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became afraid and began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him and said, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the winds died down. And those in the boat worshiped Jesus and said, Truly, you are the Son of God. We're going to sing a little verse and chorus of a song that goes along with our theme for today. And I appreciate Landon for learning this. I think Landon knows every song in the old red back hymnals and most of the songs now in the United Methodist hymnal. But this was one that he did not know, right? 
but he learned it this week just for the service. So sing it with us. Jesus calls us for the tumult of our lives while restless sea. Jesus calls us from the worship of the vain world's golden store from each idol that would keep us saying Christian love me more long ago And little did I know when I planned this service or the message about two or three weeks ago that this would be so appropriate for today. The storms of life, the storms that our congregation have been going through in the last few weeks, the battles that many have fought. But the important thing to know is God is with us. And Jesus does call us or the tumult of life's wild and restless sea. You know, I have a little thing that somebody gave me years ago, a little magnet, and the words, uh, there's a picture of a little boat and blue water, and it simply says, Lord, your ocean is so big, my boat is so small. I don't have to ask you how many of you relate to that today or believes that, but I certainly do. And the longer I live, the more I understand that it's not at all so much about me. But as Betty said, it's all about the Lord, and the one who loves us unconditionally and calls to us in the midst of the storms, follow me because I'm never going to leave you and I'm never going to forsake you. And so we simply offer up prayers today for so many, many in our congregation and in our community and in our world. But in the midst of all the heaviness and the sadness and the tragedies of these past few days, there's another little song on my heart that talks about Jesus and the Sea of Galilee. And we sang that maybe three, four months ago. We've only sung it one time, but I just love it and it makes my heart dance. It makes me happy. Remember the little boy drinking the milk and he says, milk makes me happy. Remember that? Well, this little song makes me happy. So I'd like you to sing it with me today before I bring the message. In a manger long ago, I know 
was born to save it from their sin. John saw him on the shore, the Lamb forevermore. Oh, the Christ, the crucified of Calvary. Oh, I love that man from Galilee. Sing it with me. He's done so very much for me. He's forgiven all my sins, placed the Holy Ghost within. How I love that man from Galilee. The publican went to pray in the temple there one day. He cried, O oh Lord, be merciful to me. He was forgiven of every sin, had a deep peace placed within, said, come see this man from Galilee. Oh, I love, I love that man from Galilee. He's done so very much for me. He's forgiven all my sin, placed the whole came by night to know the way that's right. He asked the Son of Man, must can I do? These words he said to him, you must be born again by the Spirit of that man from Galilee. Oh, I love that man from Galilee. given all my sins place the holy ghost within how i love that man of galilee the woman at the well he all her sins did tell how five husbands she had at that time she was forgiven of every sin and a deep peace came within and then she cried come see that man from galilee song many years ago when I was preaching up in Canada and I don't remember the words of it but we used to sing a little song that says the Holy Ghost will set your feet to dancing and he'll set your heart dancing too and that little song there kind of makes me just feel like my heart is dancing and how many of you are glad we sang that today then your heart feel a little bit lighter and a little more filled with joy today in the midst of all the bad news and the sad news there's some good news the man of galilee is still with us and he's still walking on water 
and he's still calming storms. And if you're here today and you feel like that storm of life has just about sunk your boat, just trust Jesus. Better days are ahead. I promise you that and I believe that in the name of the Lord. In the gospel reading that we read a few moments ago, Jesus did call his disciples during the wind and the restless sea. But he's not beckoning them away from the storm. Now, if you saw someone in danger, you would do your best to flag the person down and say, stop, go back, detour, go another way. It's too dangerous. But in this case, Jesus had a lesson for his friends, for his disciples, for his voice on this day and this night called the disciples right into the midst of the storm. How many of you know the scripture says, the Lord, if, if you do not suffer with me, you will not reign with me. And this world has many tribulations. It has lots of suffering. But we learn how to be more true and faithful disciples as we follow him by faith and not by sight. The text here tells us that Jesus made the people get in the boat. In other words, he compelled them or forced them. You know, in all of the situations that I think of Jesus, he leads us like a gentle shepherd. He goes ahead of us and he leads the way. But in this case, he compelled the disciples to get into the boat because he knew the end of the story. He knew where the clouds were ending and where the sunlight would begin. And he knows that in your life today. Walk by faith. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean to your own understanding. And God will be with you. Jesus compelled them to get in the boat and to leave him alone with the crowds. So think about that. Why did he not have the disciples stay on shore and help him with the crowds? Remember last week's message? We talked about the multitudes that were there and the 5,000 men plus the women and the children who were hungry. And the disciples said, Lord, send the crowd away so they can go to McDonald's, okay? Or Burger King, or Shoney's or Cracker Barrel, or wherever you want to go. And I, we preached about that last week. Jesus said to them, what did he say? You feed them. Say it, you feed them. So again, Jesus doesn't always do what the world would anticipate God to do because God's ways are so much higher than our own and his ways so much more mysterious than ours. But there were 5,000 men and women and children, and they had all come out to that lonely place to hear Jesus preach. And now Jesus is telling the disciples to get in the boat and go right out into the middle of the storm. And it tells us that Jesus retreats to the mountains while he has sent his disciples out into the chaos of the raging sea. Remember we talked about that last week? The whole reason that Jesus was in this particular location at this specific time is because 
he had just gotten news of the tragic death of his cousin, John the Baptist. And it was a, a tragedy in his life. And Jesus was very God, but he was also very human, if you remember. Emmanuel, God with us. And the Bible says he is touched with the very feelings of our infirmities, which means whatever bothers you bothers the heart of God. So whatever's on your mind today, whatever you're troubled about, whatever frustrates you today, remember, Jesus cares. Jesus understands, and Jesus is walking with you in the midst of that. And so Jesus still, even though he'd originally gone to the hillside to pray, as we read last week, to get away from the, all the crowds, the crowds met him there. And so he still had not had an opportunity to even personally grieve. And you know, it's kind of like this week, we get news of one tragedy upon the heels of another tragedy and another, and it just doesn't stop. And it's at the point these last couple of days, I said, Lord, I don't even want to read the next text that's coming in, but I have to. You ever been there and done that? You ever been that way? And so Jesus still has not had an opportunity to grieve because he fed the people who were hungry. He went through all of that that we talked about last week. So now we find him still retreating to a desert place in the mountain while he sends his disciples out into the raging sea. You know, according to Matthew's interpretation of the gospel and Matthew's viewpoint, he always writes in the context of a mountain being a place to encounter God. Remember, there's lots of songs. I bet you Landon could think of one right now. He's God on the mountain, and he's God in the valley, right? God is on the mountaintop experiences, and we love the mountaintop experiences. And the disciples loved that mountaintop experience, but there was only one thing that they were disappointed in. What was it? You can't live on the mountain. You can't stay up there. You have to come back down because it's in the valley, according to the psalmist, that God restores our soul. God gives us what we need on the mountaintop, but it's in the valley that the flowers grow. You know, you can go to a certain place, and I've been up in some of the high uh, countries in the Alps and other places in the world, and you get to a certain point above the tree line, and very little will grow, maybe some algae and moss and a few things, but it's mostly just rocky crags and rocky hills. You can go above the level that anything can grow easily. So I wouldn't want to go that high on the mountain, would you? We like to get to the top where it's comfortable with God. But, you know, we like to choose the time and the place. But it doesn't always happen that way. The mountaintop can be a place that's lonely. It can be a place that is solitary. But it can also be a place of hearing the glorious proclamation of God's kingdom. In the verse that we read about today in the Gospel of Matthew, we see that Jesus is not only the leader of the crowds, but he's the intercessor as well for those who followed him. He climbs alone to that mountain place to meet with his father. Sometimes life is so busy that it's hard to focus on 
the kingdom of God. Can anybody relate to that? And sometimes here at Shades of Grace, and I'm confessing on behalf of myself and everybody else who has ever spent time here working and laboring and ministering to the needs of so many, sometimes, you know, we ourselves are on that mountaintop and feel like that it's a pretty tough way to go. We feel like, Lord, I don't know if I can stay up here too much longer, but yet he gives us grace. There's been so many, many, many days that I've left this place so worn down, tired, mentally weary, and grieving in my heart that I just thought, Lord, let me just go home. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I drive home, and before I pull in the driveway, I'm already thinking about in anticipation and optimism about what needs to be done the next day. And after a rest and after a night of sleep, ready to do it all over again. And so that's what we do when we follow Jesus. It's not a way that is always filled with roses. There are thorns along the way. So we see Jesus being the intercessor with the Father. And he stays up there to pray. And twice we read that he was by himself. You like those moments when you just breathe a deep sigh of relief and say, thank God I'm by myself. Anybody ever, anybody relate to that? Come on, you can be honest, put your hand up. Yeah, somebody, for those who didn't put your hand up, I saw others who put them both up. And if I could, I'd lay down and put my feet up too. All right? <laughs> Give us some hallelujah music. <laughs> you ever feel like doing that? All right. Good. So here we are. Jesus alone with the Father and the disciples who feel like they are totally alone, even though they're with each other in the boat. So the disciples are a long distance from shore. The boat is being, I forgot you were over here, Tamara. Am I going too fast for you? She says no. Okay. Sometimes I just run off and leave Miss D completely. Tamara's been one of our people here for a long, long time who has helped us. Give her a hand today and appreciate what she does. Thank you. All right. Uh, so here we find Jesus alone with the Father. The disciples in a boat feel like that it's going to sink. And Jesus is going to have to do something. You ever been in a situation where you thought, Lord, you're going to have to do something. Because this is beyond my ability to do. Sometimes we can be in grief. Sometimes we can be in, as Mikey says, frustration. Sometimes we can be in weariness of soul or whatever, that we can't really make those decisions to do what needs to be done, and we lean upon the Lord. And so Jesus realized that these were the same disciples that he had called sometime before. Some were fishermen, some were tax collectors, some were doubters. I would say probably all of them were doubters. We only think about Thomas. But really, when you think about it, he probably had more faith than the rest of them. He should be called the believing Thomas. He demanded evidence. Sometimes we believe every wind of doctrine without checking it out, right? So be sure we know in whom we have believed. 
and be persuaded that he is able to keep that which we have committed unto him against that day. But Jesus realized, I am going to have to step in and do something here. And so, um, in this passage for today, you know, there's a couple of different stories in the New Testament of where Jesus came on the water and the disciples in the boats. And so, in this one today, that uh, Jesus wasn't in the bottom of the boat sleeping like he'd been in the other story, but they needed him nevertheless. They've been struggling to keep the boat afloat. Are you struggling today to keep your boat above water? The text says that it wasn't until the fourth watch of the night, and we read that that's the very darkest time of night, after midnight, before dawn. Have you ever heard that it's darker before dawn than any other time? And you always notice the temperature seems to drop just a little bit during that time during that time just before the daylight begins to spring through. And so here they were in the darkest part of the night, in the loneliest part of the night, in the most hopeful or hopeless time of their lives, feeling that all hope is lost. And he recognized these are the same guys that I told to follow me. And they laid down their tax receipts and they laid down their fishing nets, and they left life as they knew it, and they followed me, so Jesus said, I cannot abandon them now. They trusted me. Isn't it a marvelous thing, and yet a very uh, difficult thing to know that someone is trusting you, and that someone is really depending upon you to make a decision that needs to be made? And that's hard. I mean, when we know that other people are involved, it's difficult. And often people will come to me and they say, Pastor Will, I, I need you to pray because I'm not going to make it without prayers. And yet we understand that God is with us and we don't make it on our own. We make it because Jesus is aware of our situation. His eye is on the sparrow, the song says, and I know he watches me. Isn't that a great promise to know that God is with us in the midst of all of it? So it was somewhere between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. in the morning, still dark, when Jesus made his appearance. The disciples did not first off recognize him because all they could look at were the storms. All they could see was the water coming up and splashing over their feet. And they were tired. They'd been rowing that old boat all day. We sing that song. Sing it with me. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Boy, these disciples were not in the midst of a dream. They were in a nightmare, and there wasn't anything merry about it. And there wasn't anything gentle about it. It was rough. And yet they were still rowing with all their might, doing all that they knew to do. And in the midst of all this, when their energy was gone, Jesus showed up. You know, sometimes we have to get to the end of ourselves. Have you ever said, I'm at the end of my rope? Oh my goodness. How many times have I said that? And how many times have 
I heard that said. I just, I'm at the end of my rope. And somebody said, when you get to the end of the rope, tie a knot in it and just hang on for dear life. And sometimes we have to do that, don't we? But we have to trust God that God will not leave us and forsake us. He made that promise, I am with you, and I've promised lots of people lots of things, and with God's help, I've tried to carry those things out. But sadly, there have been many times I've made promises that I realized later were impossible to keep. But we should always say, if it's God's will, and with God's help, we will do this or that. So in this state of exhaustion and all the roaring of the wind and the waves and the spray of the water upon their bodies, they saw Jesus and thought they were looking at a ghost. Do you ever think that maybe you see something and you think, well, it, it, that would be too good to be true. It can't be Jesus because he's up on the mountains up. But yet, through it all, they heard that familiar voice that said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. I read somewhere one time, and I think I'm correct. I stand to be corrected at any time. Please know that. I can. Uh, the other day we were doing the Will and Jimmy show. Jimmy didn't correct me. I was watching it Wednesday night, and I said something about we're in the year 2003. Jimmy, I'm, we were 20 years behind. Huh? He said, I feel that way sometimes. Man, some days it'd be good to be 20 years behind, wouldn't it? <laughs> and know what we know now. But life isn't like that, is it? So anyway, uh, I stand to be corrected, but I believe that phrase, do not be afraid, is in the Bible 365 times. What does that tell you? How many days are in the year? His mercies are new every morning. And there's a promise for every day of your life. Do not fear. Do not be afraid because I am with you. Now, if God wasn't with us, uh, there'd be a different story. But we know that God is with us. And Jesus says, do not be afraid. Take heart. And really what he was saying in, when you read the translation of that is that Jesus was saying, take heart, I am. Remember that? He is. You ever heard that? It says, he is the great I am. His son is the lamb. That's another one we used to sing years ago. But I am, in the Old Testament, God says, I am. Tell them I am has sent you. And then Jesus, throughout the New Testament, I am the resurrection life. I am the good shepherd. And you know all of those titles and attributes that he gives. I am revealing that his source of power is God indeed. See, he was talking to an audience that were not only Jewish, but now at this time some who would be followers of Jesus I'm talking about the writer Matthew who wrote the gospel many years after the story actually happened. You know the gospels were not written in real time, right? They were written after the fact, by the, after the stories were passed down uh, from father to son, 
by rabbis to students, but it was written down. But some of them were writing to uh, Jewish audiences. Some were writing to Gentile audiences. Some were to a mixed group. But the people understood when he said, I am, they understood this is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is the one that I can trust. So today, whatever you're going through, Jesus is with you. It was only Jesus' call that makes it possible when Jesus calls us in the midst of our turmoil, in the midst of our tragedies in life. And I've just gotten two messages, and I want to end with this. Uh, Waylon's mom, Waylon has taken his flight home. So let's take just a moment and offer thanks to God for Waylon, who has been a part of our congregation since we began here, since day one. Many, many struggles. Not many people struggle any more than he did with addiction, with all the things that come with it. But never has there been a time that I've seen him walk in this building that he did not stop somewhere in this area and he would always kneel down and pray at the cross. So Lord, we thank you for the life of Waylon and we pray for his family. I have another one from the funeral home. Uh, would 12 noon Tuesday be okay? for Doris's service. I'll have to tell them yes because her friend's service will be Tuesday evening. So I'm going to have a stormy week ahead. But you know what? God is with me. And I'm going to do my very best to hold my head up high and just keep on keeping on and doing what I know to do. Because it's all I know to do, right? That's all we know to do. But life is filled with all kinds of situations. But there is Jesus. Do you know that song, There Was Jesus? Are you the one that sings that? Can you do it for us? I, I just, I, he's totally off guard with this, but I think this is just a good way to wind up our service right now. Landon, do you appreciate Landon? Thank him for what he does. And... Thank you so much, Tamara, for being with us. Don't make it so long the next time. Well, I mean, don't make, don't make it so long with your absence, okay? We didn't mean to not make the sermon so long. It had been three days his parents couldn't find him but the scribes and the pharisees were all gathered round him a boy in the temple speaking with such wisdom they were all amazed at what he said and in the middle of it all there was Jesus, the one crying in the wilderness, John 
the baptizer spoke of one who was to come baptizing with fire when john baptized him the heavens were opened and god descended like a dove and in the middle of it all there was jesus Going to the ruler's house to bring life to his daughter. He spoke with authority straight from the Father. No one could explain away his power. And in the middle of it all, there was Jesus. Just outside of town, a man hung there bleeding, dying for the souls of men to captive bring freedom. Three days later, his tomb was empty. He conquered death and the grave. Yes, in the middle of it all. our service by singing the doxology together. Would you join us? And would you stand, please? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God all creatures here below. Praise God above in heavenly hosts. Praise Father, God bless you all. Go in peace in the name of Christ.